This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 11 of Banging on the Drum. It's a rough week this week in, in Packers land, but uh, yeah, this might be the more a bummer. Sorry, we're going to bum you out one last time this week, and then we are going to move on fast. Next week, we're not even going to touch on the game. Maybe, maybe some of the stuff that comes up. But we still have our promo code going with Journey on Boutique uh, with Valentine's Day right around the corner. Don't rely on getting a perfect team in fantasy to get a hand job from Mike in the Hardy's parking lot. Buy your significant other something at Journey on Boutique or just buy yourself something nice to feel good about yourself at journeyonboutique.com. Promo code banging, all lowercase, and you get 30% off. So good deal we have going there. Yeah, I think we're just going to roll right into the episode, guys, because we're not going to have to chop anything. So from there... I have a question for Riley. So Riley, um, during the game, said, if Aaron Rodgers ends up pulling this name or pulling this game out, I'm going to take my dog to the vet so I can change his name. Riley, do you think you have to take a dog to a vet <laughs> to change his name <laughs> on like a birth certificate or something? I, as soon as you said that, I just, <laughs> I just, I knew it. I, that was probably the dumbest thing I could have said in the moment. I was thinking it's like an animal hospitals, like a <laughs> record <laughs> place, it's like animal court. Yeah, exactly. And then you have to go there, so you just get—I don't know. Yeah, I don't know so, what I was thinking. So, say if you wanted to change your name, do you think you would just go to the hospital and just ask them they would at least to change your name? They would point me in the right direction. <laughs> but but that that just reminded me, though, is we've been giving everybody that's been coming on the show since you came on the show an intelligence test. And we never gave Riley his intelligence test to make sure he's smarter than Mike and I to be on this show. So that's one of that's one of the, the prerequisites for being on the show. You have to be smarter, smarter than Mike and I. So Pat, maybe maybe that's why we make make him come on every week is because he didn't pass the test. Uh, that could be, but right. So he has to just become part of the team if you don't pass the test. We have the test ready for him this week, so we're we're gonna run Riley through the ringer. We don't have a guest this week, so so Riley, you ready for your intelligence test? No, but let's do this. <laughs> All right, what year was the Magna Carta signed? See, I'm stuck between two years. It's either 1512 or 1519. And I just, or oh. <laughs> maybe it's not. I'm going to go with 1512. Uh, this dyslexic. It's 1215. So. I was going to say <laughs> that's what I thought I remembered, but I didn't know for sure. I've heard it five times now. I still don't. All right. I'll take like a half a point there. So yeah, we'll we'll give you half a point. And your last question is: Do you know the Pledge of Allegiance? Do you want me to say it? Do you know it? Did you yes. ever have to say it in school? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you're not that young. 
All right. I got a question for him. How many counties are in the state of Wisconsin? I learned this today. We're, 69. We're All right. What do you think, Pat? 74. 72. You guys are both right there. <sighs> Dang it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, what the difference? All right. Riley, Wisconsin geography you, for you. You passed the test. But yeah, I, was, I don't know why I was thinking of the Pledge of Allegiance today, like how we used to always have to. Oh, it was because I was watching a show where a guy butchered the, the national anthem. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think I know all the words, the national anthem. But then I was like, I do know Pledge of Allegiance. So if you had to get in, get up in front of people and sing it, that's a different thing. Right. So yeah. there's like nerves and like you think you know it, but you might not. No, I know I don't know it. Like some of the words that, that could be in the pizza burning category. To me, I'm sure there's words that I've just made up along my whole life. But so speaking of the um, you can smell my pizza burning, I thought, um, hey, man, nice shot. I don't remember which song it's from, but I thought that was He-Man Nation forever. He-Man Nation? He-Man oh. Nation for some, like, I just, yeah. I wish it's I could like, think hey, of a song. Nice shot. I thought it was He-Man Nation forever. I think I agree with you, but I can't think of what the song was. Um, yeah, so I got corrected real quick by uh, Carl. So. Uh, you know the song where they talk about the Seven Nation Army? I think it's not... Um, it's wow. Yeah, that's the that's white stripes, seven nation army, right? Like the seven nation army couldn't hold me back. Yeah. I always thought it was salvation army. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I hope not. Like, I don't think that's what they do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but whatever. We'll move on though. We're gonna jump to where we usually lead off to and we are going to go overs and unders for the week and i'm waiting for someone's hand to be raised who's going first uh so oh man overs and unders what was good about the week so i i did my cheat weekend which is always good right so i took my weekend and ate whatever i wanted Oh, okay, that kind of cheat. I was gonna say, damn. Yes, yes. <laughs> what kind <laughs> of relationship are you in? Well, I have been married ten years. You know, <laughs> gotta spice things up every now and again. What'd you eat? What was the so I the so pinnacle? Nothing great. Uh, Kelly made a cheesecake, which is real good. But I ate cookies and I had. Uh, I ate regular food instead of like chicken or steak. When you're doing yeah. this, does your family suffer with you? No. Chicken and steak's not bad. Though. Like I can do that. Uh, when you eat uh, chicken breast like every day for, you know, three weeks. Yeah. gets It gets rough. So like at one point, this must have been in November before deer season. Like my highlight was having like, it was like a ground beef steak. So I made like steak out of like hamburger meat. And it was, nice. and it tasted really, it was good, but like, that was my like highlight of my day. Right. Or of, a, of the month. I was like, oh man, that was fucking good. That's pretty good of you. Cause I feel like I've been trying to be clean since I got back from Brazil. And I don't know, 
I, I break too often. So our next bad meal though, is we're holding off till the Super Bowl. but I'm getting like a whole pizza. Yeah. So I just, I draw really hard lines. Yeah. Right. I remember. So, I remember. Um, sweets are completely out. And so now I've included things like pancakes in that because at one point somebody told me that the only way it's a sweet is if you can't put cheese on. Oh yeah. That was me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of my rule now for sweets. And then I've gotten yelled at because like oranges would never be considered a sweet. And I, and I actually think that's wrong. Um, the amount of sugar that's in an orange, right. That could really easily kick me off of a, a diet because it's too sweet. That's interesting. I won't expect an orange to break it. Yeah, I so, wish I could eat oranges. I don't enjoy them. So like fruit is too, too sweet. Oh, you're asking me what my best meal was on my cheat weekend or my, the best thing I ate. So we had a Christmas party and my mom made strawberry tarts as one of the gifts. And then I ate those motherfuckers. I ate six. of them, So I took it easy. There were 24. Um, my cousin Tony won them and he did, he shared them. I had probably at least five, but I could, I could eat the whole 24. If I would have won them, if I would have won them, I would have eaten them all and laughed in everyone's face. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it's my jam. I would have probably given away too, but strawberry tarts, you don't have no idea. Yeah. Because like when my, when my mother makes them, they don't make it to places so that I share them. I've shared them maybe, I think, twice in my life. So you got to get some some of them Doherty family strawberry tarts. As well. Yeah, so, uh, my, so, uh, so when Nick got married, or for his bachelor party, my mom made him some. She's told me I had to make it. They had to get to it. And I did that. That was okay. nice. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say. So yeah. what's, your, what's your under for the week? I mean, unless you're still elaborating. No, no. So I don't know what my under is. I don't, I'm not. I'm not positive. Nothing really super bad ever happens to me. All right, you got to start right. So, oh, I got a fucking under Packers fucking loss. That's like <laughs> I felt sick after that loss for real. Yeah, like and I, we're gonna. Get I was to like, it. I felt like a stupid human. Yeah. On the no, we're gonna get to that later. Um, Riley, that's your overs and unders ready to rock. Sorry, Mike. What were you saying? No, that's the obvious one. Right. Yeah. Like, and we're going to definitely get that. Yeah. Riley? Yeah. So, my over. Again, pretty uh, slow week here. Um, I found out the bartender knows my drink now, my order. Pretty big day when I found that out. I feel like that's – I'm sure you guys know how that feels. Um, coming oh, yeah. a regular at a bar, that's, uh, that's pretty – it's like a milestone in a man's life. So, <laughs> There we Pass, are. Passing the manhood. Yeah, I was pretty happy when I'd walk into a bar and they'd already be handing me a high life. Mm-hmm. Didn't ID me or anything. I was like, there we go. What's the drink? I just get Miller Lights or rum and Coke. If I'm feeling a little frisky, we'll do a fireball shot. But Can this very... bartender tell the difference? Like he looks like he needs a rum and Coke? Or no, absolutely like not. <laughs> Okay, one. Uh, that's where I go. There. So that's where I go and um, when our team scores, that's when the shot comes up. They he knows that. So 
Sweet. What? what okay. That's a soccer bar or something? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Pat, so do you remember the, so there was a bartender at Brothers that on like Thursday nights would remember your drink? No. So the, like I'd walk up, I'd walk in there. So, and like, I wasn't there like all the fucking time, but this guy, there's 300 people in the bar. I'd walk back up to the bar. He'd be like, you have this, right? And I would be like, yeah. Like every time he was fucking hot. Oh, like there was a good bartender. It wasn't there was a, me yeah. per se. Yeah. I think right. I kind there was a, I was yeah, wondering he, if you remembered that. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I recall now that you say that. Yeah. There was, was a guy, that, guy just, that was on point. Yeah. Like. If you were, if you had gotten a drink from him, he knew what you were fucking drinking. It was ridiculous. And there were so many people in the bar. Oh yeah. That place too much. Yeah. All right, Riley. So you're over. They remember your drink. You're under. Yeah. So this is obviously the Packer game. That's everybody's under, but I actually, I feel awful. So my downstairs neighbor is like a sweet six year old lady been here for 10 years. Um, and I was, and towards the end of the Packer game, I was just screaming, swearing, stomping, you know, doing the whole, whole thing. And the next day she, I'm walking out or I let out my dog and she goes, tough game yesterday. I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah, I heard you. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. She's like, no, that's fine. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm like, I, I still felt awful, but yeah, no, it's just, it's getting scolded by an old lady is yeah pretty much my under and so every time it's an under oh yeah that'd be embarrassing too you it's walk around but i mean she's a cowboys fan she's she's been there she was there the week before same same opponent oh, I, did it to them. i heard her i heard her i should have brought that up but i kept it uh peaceful all right i'll roll into my under and the obvious packers loss but the what else was it so, yeah, I guess my under is I need to find a gym in this area. So I've always been spoiled having, like, close enough to a military base where I get a free gym. But anyways, trying to find a gym, it's not going well. I went to uh, not Planet Fitness, Anytime Fitness. Gyms are kind of expensive. Like, they said they were going to give me a free child, didn't give me a free child, but whatever. So under, not so bad. Over is, so I moved, everything went fairly smooth and I got really good at hanging stuff in my house. Like I've never moved and had to like hang stuff before, but, but yeah, so my fiance has, this room is kind of my responsibility. So there's not much up. Um, there's a Packers breathe in the background. That was my easiest thing, but we had things to like hang and like get them level. I was getting super good. I'd put, I'd be hammering a nail and I'd put one nail in my mouth. That made me feel so cool. And then when it I would was be done, so proud. Yeah. Was it, no. Did it get to the point where you just started hanging up like unnecessary, th- unnecessary things to be hung up just because oh. you were, Oh, it's getting there. I'm just going to start uh, <laughs> putting like anything on the wall. I can find found a great way to find studs in the wall. So I don't know why I've never like, had to find studs in a wall like and so the first time I went to ever mount my tv so I have a pretty big tv in my uh living room so (laughs) I couldn't even think of what a stud was 
Like I was just like, okay, it's just where the board is. And like my dad's an electrician. So like, obviously I've seen them before, but it didn't register to me that it was like the same thing before like the drywall went out. So I was thinking the two by four was going to be like flat on the wall instead of sideways. So anyways, the first time I tried to hang my TV, I put it up and it just came right down. I caught it. So that was fine. But then I was so pissed. I just hired a guy and the guy came over and did it for me. And that was emasculating as all could be because he did it in like two seconds and I paid him like a hundred bucks to do it. This time though, I figured it out. So pro tip at finding a stud without using a stud finder is you take out the, the switch plate and then you have like a little area where the switch plate's still going to uh, cover and then you hammer a nail in sideways. And if you get it into the wood, that's where your stud is. You guys catch what I'm saying? It was amazing. Yeah, so you're, yeah, so your, your switch plate is on a stud, right? So you put your outlets on studs. It's on the side of a stud. So yeah. like if you go one way and you don't hit anything, you got to go the other way. Well, so I guess you don't even, then you could just assume the other way, but I was being extra careful this time because I did not want to see my wall get ripped off again and have to catch my TV. But by a pencil in the ear, uh, a nail in my mouth, I was doing good. All right. Now. Question. Yeah. Did you not have a stud finder? I did, but. I don't know. I don't love those. Like, are you, are you good They're, with them? Absolutely. I have no, I like, I've never done anything like that. I just assumed that you would just go right over it and find one. So, so I feel like stud finders are shit. Okay. I can't find like a good one. Somebody, yeah. So somebody, I used one recently that would seemed like it found it every time, but like, so the house I'm in has um, slats and then um, plaster. Right, has been in old houses that have plaster walls and not drywall. Sure, right, sure, okay. So they have slat boards, so like it never reads a fuck stud the right way. It just yeah. assumes that it's so thick that. So I hate stud finders. No, and the the time I mentioned beforehand when like the it didn't go so well for me. Is like I did it like how I thought you would do it because there's like an area to draw a line. So I was like, okay, here's the board. Like I had it nailed into it. And I was like, like I said, I wasn't thinking straight. Like I couldn't visualize what the stud looked like behind the wall, whatever. So I basically was like, oh, these nails went in pretty easy. Like I can't believe this holds up a TV. And it doesn't. Like that, that, that was the answer to that question. Um, yeah. So now like I'll use a stud finder and then I'll drill and see if I hit, hit wood first instead, you know? Yeah, no. And I mean, that's, that's what I should have done. And that's, but I was trying to do it all by myself. And then I started asking questions after the fact. So yeah, definitely check. I mean, that, that's another like underestimated thing. I, I didn't realize about apartments. Cause I never decorated my apartments. Like when I lived alone, is like how many wall or holes you put in a wall when you're hanging stuff up. Like 
like, I didn't realize it was so like nonchalant, I guess is like, okay, there's like, like we've already put like hundreds of holes and like not big holes, but like, there's like holes all over this place and whatever. They're like, Oh no, you just like put a little dot and it's good to go. So, so I was always very hesitant about that stuff, but, but apparently it's not a big deal. All right. Next segment, before we get into the, the meaty part of the episode, we're going to go with spicy meatballs. We'll start with Mike. Mike, you got any spicy meatballs for the week? You have to fire your special teams coordinator. Okay. The, yeah, whole, and the most boring spicy meatball of all time. You have to fire him. And if you really, 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 really don't want to fire him, yeah. you have to make sure Nathaniel Hack gets a head coaching job and promote him to the special or the offensive coordinator, which is a figurehead position for the Packers, especially if you have Aaron Rodgers. At that point, you don't really need an offensive coordinator. Yeah. And I think we'll have spicy meatballs and then Packers spicy meatballs because that's going to come up again. Riley, you got anything spicy for this week that's non-Packer related? Oh, I do. So I think we need to stop wrapping everything in bacon. (laughs) Hear me out. I think, yes, bacon's good, but it's getting to the point where you just, we're wrapping everything in bacon. We're wrapping chicken and bacon. I had a, what was it? Like a jalapeno stuffed with cream cheese, shredded chicken, and topped with cheese. Good right there. Wrapped it in bacon. And I, it was at the point where it was too much. I had to take it off. I felt like a coward. I didn't feel like a man. But I just think everything... Bacon's good by itself or with breakfast food. Stop wrapping everything in bacon. <laughs> I so, yeah. 100% disagree with that. The best appetizer I've ever had is what you just described. And when I found out they wrapped it in bacon, I was like, I did not know that this thing could get any better. I can't remember the restaurant in Madison. I was at, but it was like a jalapeno popper with a shrimp in it wrapped in bacon. It was my all time favorite. I'm on board with Riley on this. I see it. People are overdoing bacon. Just bacon's good. You can put it in things. Like a breakfast sandwich or something. Yep. At zero times in my life did I need bacon on my pizza. I love it. Zero times. Never needed it. Not once. You guys must not be big bacon fans. because I I can eat bacon. I love bacon. bacon I just don't need it in my ice cream. Yeah, I mean ice cream. That's yeah. dra- that's drastic. But anything people else, people do this shit. I don't need it in my mayonnaise. If I want bacon and mayonnaise, I'll put it together. I think it's called bacon ace. They have a whole fucking product. That sounds. They have great. a whole product. I'm sorry, mom. Please. So my mom scolded me tonight about using the f word too much. So I'm yeah. working on it. You switched to fart. You've only said it like five times so far. But that's anyways. pretty good for me. We were. we're what 30 minutes in yeah no i have the count on the season you look like you're good you're on a good pace to stay under 500 i don't Um, think i probably am i hope we got the packers bullshit going on later so okay yeah i'm not on board with that i say keep wrapping stuff in bacon find more creative ways to use bacon but you too i'll I'll let spicy meatball for a reason there you go yeah (laughs) not ever never everybody's gonna love them 
So all I have for my spicy meatball is I think people who consistently don't pick up their dog's shit when they walk them need to go do some jail time, some hard time, get the shit beat out of them. Because my old neighborhood, we had this awesome guy, Jim, was like an old man who would keep up the place. And I did not realize how much dog shit he was probably picking up because like, like we, (laughs) because there wasn't like that much. There was here and there. And I get it. Like there's sometimes like I've had to leave it. Like I have two, I'm walking two dogs. One takes a dump. I pull a dog bag out of our dog bag thing. And that's the last dog bag. And then I think like the next dog's not going to poop. But anyways, the people who like blatantly do it like consistently need to go to jail. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> so in our apartment area, we have like a really cool dog park right on like a river walk, but there's dog shit everywhere and it smells even like a 20 foot radius around it. Like it just ruins it. And yeah. no, I totally agree. Yeah. And that's the, well, we have, so I mean, not a river walk, but we have a lake with like a nice fountain in the middle of it. And you're like, oh, this can be cool. I'm going to walk around there. But yeah, it's just dog shit all over the place. And I don't know, like, I don't think I'm ever bold enough to be like, hey, pick up your dog shit. Like I've heard like a crazy story about someone like picking up somebody else's dog shit, finding their car and putting on it. I'm not there. I just want to tell the cops. So they arrest these people and put them in jail. See here, like even on the, I like everywhere you would walk with a dog, there's signs. That's a, it's like a Fort Worth city rule. It's like fine from a hundred to $250. If you don't pick up your dog after your dog. So even that like intimidates me enough <laughs> to pick it up. I like that Fort Worth. You're onto something. So- <laughs> I've seen shit where people like lose their mind because you're using plastic bags to pick up your dog shit, right? Oh. And then like, like it doesn't decompose because it's sitting in a fucking plastic bag inside it. So I've seen shit like that. Now, that's going to be a I, good counter argument. I, not, so for me, I use a plastic bag and pick my dog shit up and throw it in my fucking trash. There's decomposable but, bags. I've got those. Never mind. Combated those people. Sorry, not you. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm using decomposable bags, but. I pick up my dog shit because yeah. one, I don't want to fucking step in my dog shit and I don't want to step in someone else's dog shit. Yeah. And I mean, if it's, if it's your yard, I don't care. Like, like if you got a gated backyard and your dog shitting out there and you're not picking it up, that's your problem. But like when it's like true, the city's problem that you need to go to jail. <laughs> All Straight right. to jail. Yeah, you know, straight to jail. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah. All right. So got a new ad read here. Are you feeling tired, beat down, downright exhausted? Coffee isn't doing the trick for you these days? Well, I've got a solution for you. Shotgun a sundrop. Guaranteed to turn your farting day around and recommended by Jonathan Samuel Kessler and me. Sundrop. That's what's for breakfast, lunch, and supper. And that will bring us into our Sundrop Challenge recap sponsored by Sundrop one day. So I do have a uh, uh, a hot take for, um, I have a spicy meatball, I'm sorry, for Sundrop. 
get your shit together and fucking get on Twitter. It's been since 2014. So I've like added them. I looked at their fucking account. They haven't done anything since 2014. I think they have some ridiculous. I think they have some replies out to people who are looking for Sundrop. I think they got more recent stuff like that. Look at their replies. Because I think... Yeah. But they're, uh, they're January 12th out. of this year. I they, will, they can pay me to fucking... They can pay me <laughs> to do the Sundrop tweets. <laughs> I can't get no followers or nothing. But I can do one of those follower chains or something for for Sundrop. <laughs> we got to we gotta get them to sponsor us. But then, then we'll pick up their Twitter following we'll we'll give riley that job he's going to be the professional take over your twitter for you yeah professional sundrop tweeter it'll only cost you ninety thousand dollars a year Ooh, yep yeah yep riley's gonna be rolling in dough and riley's gonna do all the work and we're gonna split that three ways so sure (laughs) i gotta pull something up here because i did not do a good job with that usually i got a recap written up so for the sun drop challenge this week, uh, Mike goes two and three, missing his double dog, ending up with negative 110. Riley goes three and two, ending up with plus 80 bing bongs. And Pat goes three and two, hitting his double dog as well, with ends with 80 bing bongs. Um, Hold on a second. We can't go two and three. There were only four games. I count the double dog as a game. So it's two games. Okay. Yeah. So this is how I That's imagine fine. the double dog. And we've never had to uh, elaborate on this. So the double dog is you're putting a hundred money line, but you only get a hundred. So it's kind of stupid, but then you're also putting a hundred. And if you lose, you lose 110. So if There's you no- lose your double dog, and you doesn't cover, you lose 210. If you cover but lose your double dog, you wash. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Yep. It's confusing. So if it ever happens, we'll actually explain it. But surprisingly, we haven't ran into that issue yet. So first game we have is Bengals at the Titans. Titans were minus three and a half. Bengals win the game 19 to 16. Mike and Pat win. Riley loses. I took the job of recapping this one. And one thing that was standing out to me is Joe Burrow takes a shit ton of big sacks, but he's very smart with the ball. The kicker McPherson, he was electric in that game. He was hitting every field goal. Did uh, you hear what he said to the backup quarterback? I did not. So he says he takes a practice kick. The backup quarterback standing kind of by him. He goes, looks we're good, like we're going to the AFC championship game. Just like oozing confidence. Dang. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's a, like to have the that type of confidence is probably and he's, huge for a kid. He's a rookie, a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Rookie from my neck of the, or where I'm living down here out of florida but yeah derrick henry's back he looked good not great aj brown was great um mike hilton for the Bengals had an amazing interception that one he tipped up to himself 
uh, last pick that Tannehill threw in the game was just bad. Like you can't do that. Um, that pick set up the Bengals to kick the game winning field goal there when the Titans could have been going down the field to win the game. But story of the game to me was the Titans did not look like a great team. I mean, they were the one seed, but yeah, I mean, I was skeptical of them. I picked the Bengals to win that one. I don't know if they'll be able to make a Super Bowl run with Tannehill at quarterback. Uh, he just makes way too many big mistakes. Other than that, way too many, or other than Joe taking way too many big sacks, he looks like he's going to be great to me. The Bengals got weapons on offense and their defense played well. But I think the Chiefs might be just a little bit too much handled next week. I'm going to toss uh, my BJ out to McPherson going four for four on kicks, hitting that game winner at the end. Exciting game. I don't know. Kind of a defensive battle. The Bengals defense looked better than I would expect them to look. Titans offense. Uh, like if they're not running the ball, I don't know. Like I never had too much faith in the Titans. I didn't think the Titans were going to hang, hang with, I knew they were going to hang with the Bengals, but I didn't think they were making it to the Super Bowl. Yet. Do you think either team really hangs well no. with the Bills or the Chiefs? Uh-uh. I think the AFC championship in the playoffs, I mean, in the, in the Super Bowl, might have already basically been played, but yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how the Bengals do. I hope so. I mean, I hope they can make that game with the Chiefs good. Um, but I, they got a bright future. I mean, that they're gonna get, I, I think they got a good chance to be a good team for a while, but who knows? Maybe they, they pull a Browns. I think that AFC battle for the next like 10 years is going to be so fun to watch between Josh Allen, Mahomes and Burrow. Like, yeah. I just think it's good. And that's how it's going to be probably for the next 10 years. Well, so but, if the chargers can figure something out and mm-hmm. Herbert gets in there too, they, like he's a good quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, like their team decides to shit the bed a lot, but he's a really good quarterback. Yeah. And I wonder if one of them is going to, take the next step and kind of become like the Brady of the generation and steal all the Super Bowls. But I don't think so. I think it's going to be pretty like if any of those guys gets three Super Bowls, it's going to be pretty impressive feat. But I guess Brady was getting them when Roethlisberger, um, Rogers, Peyton, we're all I mean, doing Yeah. It. So Peyton Manning's entire career is kind of stymied by what the Patriots did to him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we'll see how that AFC plays out. It looks like it's in good hands. We had a lot of great football this weekend. Uh, next game we got uh, Rams Rams versus Bucks. Bucks were minus three. Rams win 30-27. to 27. Mike and Riley won that one, and I lost that one. And this is Riley's game. Yeah, so this was – LA, the Rams were kind of blowing the Bucks out for the first three quarters. And then um, LA turned the ball over four times, giving Tom Brady too many chances. And eventually he was going to take advantage. Um, but Matt Safford found a way to connect with Cooper Cup quite a few times towards the end of the game, including a deep ball and to set up the game winning field goal. 
I thought when I was watching this, I was thinking to back what Mike was saying about his spicy meatball. And I don't, I don't remember if there's many calls from the refs, but I feel like the NFL's always going to find a way to make, at least make games close, especially playoff games with Tom Brady. I just, I, I don't know so, what happened. Keep, sorry, go ahead. With that game, the, uh, the one with Cam Akers right at the goal line, that could have been left pretty easily. I'm not. I thought it was a fumble. I thought that one was a fumble, but it is like Bing Bing. They could have just said we don't know. Right. Yeah. I thought it looked like a fumble, but if you leave that one, that puts it at thirty to three at halftime, right? Yeah. Or if they score a touchdown, then it's thirty-four to three at halftime, and then the game isn't even. I don't know if there's a comeback in. Yeah, I agree. I, I but I mean, it's Tom Brady, so it's it's kind of hard to say for that example. For my BJ, I don't know. I want to. There's two obvious answers, and Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. But I feel like a coward doing that, so I'm going to go with Matt Gay with the game-winning field goal to uh, send the Rams through. But again, it could go to number of players with that team. Yeah, the kickers were out getting BJs today. But, yeah, to me, it looks like Tom Brady really did make a deal with the devil. And then this game, it just got to the point when they tied it up 27-27. They're like, no, it's going to be too obvious if we let Tom win this one. So so we're going to back off on this so people don't know. And now he's going to have to retire because his deal ran out. His soul is gone. Well, I I did see, like, an interesting thing on that that, Maybe he didn't want the farewell tour, right? He doesn't want all the like bullshit that came with it. And that's why he said he wanted to play through 2022. Yeah, no, I mean, he very well could be done. Uh, watching that game though, like he doesn't look like he needs to be done. Like, I don't think but, he needs to be done by any means. No, he's still, I think I, think I read up something along the lines that it's, it's he's going to listen a lot more to his family this time, whether that means if his kid wants to spend time, you know, whatever that may entail more than his performance and age. Yeah. No, I I think this time of year is like the time of year where you just like me, I don't buy into any of the hype. Like I'll believe it once I see it. That's how I play it. So, so I think people just say shit, who knows? Maybe he's back. Maybe he's back. Yeah. I mean, I think he should come back just because I think he's still good enough to come back. But I guess if it really is your family, whatever. But I'll believe it once I see it. Once he's done playing, that's when I'll believe that. Um, Another thing, actually, we'll get to it with Mike's game too. But didn't it just seem like every time someone needed a big play this weekend that, like, they got it? That was blowing my mind. Like, it'd be like, like, oh, no one. I know I'm young, but that honestly, like each game was like, you know, one of the most entertaining games I've seen. And it just set up for like one of the best weekends of football, just in terms of like, you know, they're all close games, the situation, but there's, there's big plays in every single game that, you know, like made an impact on the final score. Yeah. And recency bias is the thing, but like, man, I can't remember a weekend of football with like, such close and good games. Um, I haven't heard anyone argue that that's one of the greatest fo- weekends of football. 
I haven't heard anybody be like, you have to remember in 1938, this yeah. one. I haven't yeah. heard anybody do that, you know, so it's got to be close. And with games being finished in the final kick, in all four of them, so that, granted the Chiefs wasn't a final kick, but they tied it on a final kick. Yeah. You know what I mean? In regulation. Yeah. And so with that being the case, I think it's very unique. Yeah, no, think it was, it, if if the Packers would have just won that one, I think it would have been my favorite weekend of football ever. Um, any How more your worst? Yeah, any more on this game that anybody wants to touch? Nice breakdown. All right, so next game we have is Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs were minus one and a half. Chiefs win forty-two to thirty-six. Riley and Pat win. Mike loses his double dog to um, what you got, Mike. Yeah, so this game was really like a kind of an offensive shootout. They did get some stops. It wasn't like the Bills were playing the Patriots and they couldn't get any stops at all. But for the most part, it was just offenses. If you need to score, they go down, they score. They could do kind of whatever they want. My takeaways from this game are that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are freaks. Like oh, yeah. they can make every throw on the field. They can run. They could shit. Josh Allen is running guys over left and right, you know, down the field. He's their best running back. Yeah. No, it was they, like they were running like our seventh grade offensive playbook. Like we had a big quarterback and it was like student body left, student body right. I was blown away. Like they were running that play. Like, I've yeah. never seen that in the NFL. I, the thing, sorry, Mike. Um, I just want to say, I just, I, you notice with Josh Allen in the regular season, like they don't run him. They, they, if he runs, it'll be, you know, he'll slide right away. He's so, he's very reserved. But when the playoffs, he's, he's like a different person. Like he'll, like you said, he lowers his shoulder. He'll, he'll do anything to do the extra yard. And I think that's what kind of sets him apart because, with running backs, you know, much like Cam Newton in the past, like the big built running backs, they don't last. But I think Josh Allen could do this most of his career because, I mean, like I said, he doesn't do this in the regular season. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, my comp for how how Josh Allen's looked these past two weeks, he reminds me of like Vince Young's should have been Heisman mm. season. And this game that happened – like that that's that's what popped in my head it was like the 2006 Rose Bowl game Texas versus USC and then USC ended up winning cuz Josh Allen was like looked like Vince Young in that game like anything that Buffalo needed he was doing i think the real downfall is that we didn't see him get an opportunity to win that game so really the chiefs had it for the final two drives yeah. And he doesn't get a real good opportunity to win that game. Yeah, and I was yeah. surprised that that didn't come up in in spicy meatballs. I, I think it's a dead horse that got the shit kicked out of it already this week. Because, I mean, right when that game ended, I said, Twitter's going to blow up with, oh, we need to change overtime this. We need if, to change overtime that. I mean, uh cut this if you don't want this on the podcast but i think it'd be interesting what do you think the overtime rule should be do you think it should be 
college rules or do you think let's do, you know, kick off like NFL rules and then, you know, say the first team gets a touchdown, the other team ha- at least has the opportunity to match or what do you guys think? I'll let Mike so, go first. I'll take this. Uh, so I've been kind of thinking about this and I don't. You wanted I them think, to play 500 when I was in Brazil. What, wait. So what did I say when you were in Brazil? I can't remember for sure. Like you just said that you line up and chuck it deep and whoever catches it wins the game. <laughs> oh, so, the, so I think, so, so there's a good point in there, right? That I think that if you ran like one play from the 25 or like you moved in, so you start at the 50 and you move in, if you don't complete the, like, so if you complete a 50 yard Hail Mary, I think that could be exciting, right? Kind of like uh, shootouts in soccer or hockey. A real decent solution would be you get a kickoff, you get the opportunity to make the stop as the defense, and then your team has to score, and then the other team gets a kickoff, right? I'm not. You both just get a straight kickoff. You get one possession each. Um, If you tie again, you do it again, right? And then you can require go for two. So very similar to the college rules, but you don't start at 25. That doesn't make sense. That's not where you start for football. Just yeah. give them an actual drive. Like and, you have to score. And I'm on, I think it might be the minority team is like, I think it's fine the way it is. I think there's three aspects of football. Like if, if you, you know, your defense needs to stop them there. And, and I think it was great when they added, like, you can't just get one big play, sit down in field goal range and kick a field goal. You know what I'm saying? Cause that, yeah. I think that would have been, so say if, if the chiefs came out, just hit a big bomb to Tyree kill and then like put the ball where they wanted for the field goal, kick a field goal. And that was the, the game was over. Like that was bullshit. I did, and I'm glad they fixed that. To me, I think it's actually pretty good. Like I think the rule is actually pretty good. I don't think I, that it's terrible. I think that they solved the you know, we won't do anything. We'll just kick the field goal problem. Right? Yeah, I do think that they solved that. I think that if you wanted to be interesting about it, you could do some crazy shit. Like you could have you could have like a field goal off, right? Yeah. Start at the start at the forty. You back up three yards at a at a clip or something. Yeah, and I think that's just going to grab more complaints. I think the real yeah because so- that's not football, right? Yeah, you're not playing football. I think the real solution to it is you just play another quarter and see who comes out on top. I mean, it's still going to be a disadvantage. It's just how football is. I mean, even if it's 10 minutes, too, because I know it's, I mean, going from 60 minutes to 75 minutes is going to be long. But, like like you said, just play a quarter, seven, 10 minutes. You'll, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, that that one's been hit a lot. but So, I, Lyle, I don't do, you, do you have a an opinion on the overtime rule? Yeah, I I think it should be changed, but I don't think it should be changed so drastically. Like, like you said, like a field goal kickoff or 
I heard seven on seven or something weird like that. I think if you make it a quarter or if a team scores a touchdown and gets the field goal, the other team should at least have the opportunity to match it. I mean, I think it's unfair that Josh Allen lost that game, but I mean, it both also, I, I see the other side too. Both teams know the rules and like, it. it's not like it's, something that just popped up you know the rules but i see both sides but i do think it should be changed that di- that did give me a thought when you said seven on seven maybe it should just be mahomes versus josh allen right like rugby style like you just you get a, you get the ball and you run i don't know i can't figure out exactly like, <laughs> like maybe an it's oklahoma a, drill or something yeah an oklahoma drill for the fucking mike you, just wants the quarterbacks the dumbest way to finish a game to be the solution. Like, I think it could be like interesting. Maybe they could just fight. So the one thing I would say is a, so you play another 10, 15 minute quarter. If that comes out to a tie, then you do the field goal kickoff. I think that would be. That's yeah. And that's a lot like soccer. Like you in soccer, you play a full 30 minutes extra then if it's tied then you go to some tie. i mean same with yeah. hockey too so i think that does make sense if you were to do something like that so i think that those things could be interesting i don't think it's a good way to solve the problem <laughs> no <laughs> Mike's probably like- not. i mean that might be like the what like the xfl or the spring league type of like experiment and then if it goes well move it up but each team has a fighter on the side and if it ties you have a ufc fight in the head coaches oh okay now we're on to something see i like the quarterbacks everybody wants the quarterbacks to be this person (laughs) who wins or loses the fucking game pretty soon everybody'd have guys like cam newton you know (laughs) who's a fucking giant super athlete spies you know, first, if you have him versus, I don't know, like Drew Brees, Drew Brees is fucked. Let's be honest. Could you could you carry a backup quarterback on your staff that you put in for for fights? Because I think that's where it would go with that. Would you use Would you use a roster spot for something like that? Yeah, who knows? I mean, how many how many games though end up in a situation in the tie though, like the end of a overtime period? Yeah, I mean, there I was like- a. There was a tie game this year. I mean, yeah, you could technically the throw the like that's how the Steelers got in. Throw like a linebacker in as like your second listed as your QB three on the roster. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's what you do is just send out the best fighter from each team because I I think these guys are like super athletes and it would just be cool to see. Wouldn't and, that almost always be like your defensive end or defensive tackle? Who would it be on versus the Packers, like a left tackle? Think? Who who would you guys do on the Packers? I guess uh, Kenny Clark. Yeah, Kenny Clark would rip people <laughs> apart. Holy <laughs> shit! But then he'd be going up against the <laughs> Yeah, and Dominicans or like even your left tackles your guards. Yeah, yeah, your left tackles or your guards. Uh, so like Tampa Bay, it might be that Jensen guy, mm. right? Summer, that guy's and the, they got some freaks on that defensive side of the ball but that guy's the nasty dude yeah i think he's one they're either their guard or their tackle yeah we figured it out football i think we got the solution fight get dana white on board yeah yeah you're good to go 
All right. So next game, the solemn game. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys beforehand. You guys want to just hammer the Packer game and then do a Wisconsin minute without the Packers in it. And our last game we have is the 49ers at the Packers. Packers were minus five and a half. 49ers win that one 13 to 10. All of us are losers in that game. I don't know who wants to start beating this dead horse that that nobody's going to want to listen to, but I'll, I'll start kicking it. So after that first drive, I knew we were, I knew we were going to go to the NFC championship and thought for sure we were going to go to the Super Bowl. And then after that, we have a three and out. I was like, okay, this game is just going to be the shit kicking. I expected Marseille, Mercedes Lewis loses that fumble. And it just feel like, felt like the offense didn't really ever catch a rhythm after that. I mean, they had the big pass to Aaron Jones. Um, I think when the weather picked up in the second half, definitely neutralized the biggest advantage we have, which is Aaron Rodgers in our passing game, um, which left it to our defense who played just phenomenal. Um, farting awesome. And and I just don't get who can watch that game. It was brutal to go back and watch it again and not see how, like, I, I'm not one to play the blame game and like that, but it was their special teams. It was like, if you want to say, no, Rogers has to shoulder this one. No, the team needs to pick it up for Rogers every once in a while, because he's always carrying our ass through shit that he shouldn't have to do. And I think that is, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I do agree with you for the most part, but when you're Aaron Rodgers, the greatest, most talented quarterback of all time, what was it? The last two or three play like big playoff games for sure. The last two NFC championships. And then today, or sorry, Saturday, he just, I feel like he didn't show up. He didn't. And then, he, when they panned to him, when something happened, he showed no emotion. It just looked like he didn't care. Yes, it is. Mo- it's 99, 90% of the special teams fall because gave up like a 10 point swing. I just think Aaron Rodgers wasn't the hero we needed him to be, I guess. But I but think yeah. also AJ Dillon being hurt. I think that really screwed us over too. Cause second half, like you said, the weather was a factor, which means we'd probably have to run more, but we just didn't have that power running back that could play, you know, could play the physical game with uh, 49ers defense. And obviously he had an awesome first half. And I just think he was, that's also part of the reason is we didn't have AJ Dillon. Yeah. So to Pat's point, nobody's taken a crap on Jimmy G for the way he played in that game or the fact that the Niners only scored 13 points. Well, the Packers should have scored those same 13 points if their uh, special teams isn't, you know, a steaming pile of dog crap. I I get that he's not in the same realm as Aaron Rodgers, but if you get a win there, nobody says two things about the way he played. um, He's 20 for 29, 225 yards, took care of the ball. 
Yeah, he's and, and it like they like that second the second half, like the wind was blowing, the snow was coming down, like it's not gonna be easy. Obviously, there's gonna be that one play where he threw it to double coverage with Adams, where I can't remember if Lazard or Cobb was yeah, Lazard, three, but but I I think with the 49, I mean this is Again, playing devil's advocate, I I do agree with you guys for the most part. Um, we you have to expect some games Jimmy G is not going to show up with the 49ers, and you have to take advantage of that. Um, I read a stat on Twitter. He's nine and two with games he's thrown zero uh, touchdowns in, including four zero in the playoffs. So I think you have to you have to take advantage of those types of situations. You know they're defense is going to be stout but you need to take advantages of drives they he you know turns it over they punt or you know three and out and we just didn't do that and for a team like the Packers you you have to I mean in a game like that you just have to in a low scoring and that's true but I don't think that's on Rogers shoulders no no I agree I agree like I I think a big piece of what happened was when Lewis fumbled that ball. It flipped the field. So we didn't give up a bunch of like yards after that. I don't think, but they were able to punt it and put it on our 10 instead of us being on the 25 or the 30. Yeah. Starting on your 10 against a good defense and a good pass rush is hard to do. And when, when Jimmy G throws his interception to Amos, the Packers march down the field get into field goal range and get a kick block. Like at least they did take advantage to an aspect. Like, yeah, they, they should have. What was that? Yeah. Going it should have been 10. And I think, I think again, I, I want to stay away from the obvious at the special. It's clear. The special teams fucked up, farted up multiple times. And it was probably a deciding factor. <laughs> But you can't blame it all on them. You can't score ten points in a playoff game and expect to win. I think I mean, so. But I, and again, I don't think they planned that. But I just, I, I just think it. We, it's a, it's a pattern we've noticed, or I've noticed that we just, we can't show up in, not all playoff games, but a lot of important games. I feel like we just not all aspects of the games at an A level. Like I just feel like those those really important games in the playoffs, especially, I think all Packer fans are always optimistic, but there's always something lingering in the back of your mind that you know we we haven't been to Super Bowl in eleven years now, and and we've had multiple chances too. And I just I I think it's a little pessimistic, but I think. I don't know. I don't want to say it's our attitude towards it, but I just feel like as Packer fans, we should expect better with what we're fed and what our results have been. Yeah. I So like my thing with that is the Packers were showing us holes throughout the year. Like I think like down the stretch when we're beating the Browns by two points, we're beating the Ravens by one point, like, Teams we should be handling, I feel like. Like, I think there was – I was blinded, blinded by love when it comes to the Packers. Like, I 
I was like, okay, they're going Super Bowl, no doubt. But then, like, thinking about this game more and more, I was like, damn, we had some major flaws. We, I tweeted out that Chris Jackie take. But, yeah, the, the holes were there. There was, like, evidence that something like this could happen to us, and it did. But I, I think, you know, we had 13 points. Don't get that one blocked. Don't give up a touchdown. Yeah, I don't know. Like, sure. If you can just punt that to the 50, right? If you can figure out some way to get that ball off and get it back to the 50, we probably only give up three points, not seven. That's yeah. the way our defense was playing. Now, that could be wrong, right? So they could still give up those same seven points. The defense could. Now, one. So my attitude towards football games generally is, if you score less than 24 points, it's on the offense, right? And if you score more than 24 points, it's on the defense. That's where your losses end up, right? So it, 24 points, if you if you score more than 24, your defense should get more stops and keep them under 24. And if you score less than 24, right, you can't expect your defense to keep them under 24. Right? I like that's that kind number. Of, that, that's a good number for that. It's it's pretty close, right? So it, it probably isn't exact, but it's pretty close. So I think you could blame the offense, but I don't know if you were blaming the right piece of the offense, right? So I, everybody says, you know, Rodgers didn't play well. Rodgers didn't play well. So, but Lafleur has to see that and change what Rodgers is doing in game. I Again, devil's advocate. I I agree with most most of what you're saying. I just think Rogers' decision making was off. Like you said, like Pat said earlier, or you Mike, he had that deep thrown a double coverage where he had a guy going right down or right down the middle of the field, maybe a twelve yard poster in route. I just think he was overthinking stuff and forcing stuff to Devontae Adams. That I mean, that's where I think he went wrong that game. Yeah, so that's that's a good question. If somebody's got the like uh, the stats up for the game, I would like to see how many targets um, Adams had, because if it's right around ten, that's normal. That's a standard game. It's not forcing the ball to Adams. That's what he attempts to do one hundred percent of the time. And so he had nine catches on eleven targets. So I think that that is. Absolutely normal. Like, if you throw the ball 30 times, you should have a third-year target to, to Devontae Adams. Yeah, it was – It was so, Jones had 10 targets, Adams had 11, and then it was once down the board. And with Jones getting targeted that, that many times, that's just – I feel like just straight checkdowns, whether that's the 49ers defense playing good coverage or, like, you know, quick blitz and he has to dump it real quick. I, I, so like you said, there's lots of factors that could go into that. I just, Jones I, had that bomb too. Though. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But I've heard both arguments on the, like, he doesn't – he's not willing to check the ball down. All he wants to do is throw it to Devontae Adams. And then you say, well, Jones had 10 targets. All Like, all but one of those is – like a three-yard pass. And then you're going to tell me that, so he completed 22 passes 
Is that what you said earlier, Pat? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah, 20, 20 of 29. He was 20 of 29. So Jones gets eight of those, and Adams gets nine of those. That's he, He's dumping it down when he needs to, and he's finding Adams when he needs to. To tell me that hitting Adams for nine passes is bad doesn't make any sense at all. The and thing he's, is, and he's um, and he's dumping it down when he doesn't have Adams. I think that's okay. I think, like, I just he has. So I'm looking at the stats right now. There was 11 targets to Adams and 10 to Aaron Jones, and everybody else has two or less. I just I don't think there is enough creativity. Again, this could be on Rogers or on Mike or on the floor. A number of people. I just there's lots of things you can point towards it or towards yeah that happening. No, and and I'm an avid Rogers defender. I think he's got us in games that we shouldn't have been in. NFC Championship versus the Falcons. We had no business being there. NFC Championship versus the San Francisco 49ers last time. Had no no reason to be there other than Rogers. But I think if you go so the field goal, the first field goal that, um, that the 49ers got came after a huge kick return. So was it, was it Hill? I can't remember if it was Hill or no. Wow. I'm thinking Chiefs. But anyways, it was Debo Samuel. Takes it back past the 50. That's how they get their first three points. TD came on a blocked punt. And then the yeah, and then we get a field goal block. So, I mean, that's 13 points that our special teams gave up when our defense didn't give up any. But, yeah, I know it's easy, obvious, but I'm I think an avid Rodgers defender. And, and we, we also have to acknowledge how well the defense played to even keep us in that game. Like, that, oh, yeah. was, that no, was the yeah. best the defense has played. And I know the 49ers have. And they have Debo Samuel. Um, yeah, that's about it. It's easy to shut down that defense, but to do it in the playoff game is really impressive. So I think they deserve yeah. tons of credit too. Yeah, Kittle Kittle showed up when he needed to. So that Debo is Debo. That Kittle across the middle pass, the fucking Kittle post. Yeah, you know that killed us about four times during the game. Yeah, I don't get. How he still is that, just not he, covered. Same, that same place He's elite. that was that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Travis Kelsey ran too to set up set them up in that end of regulation to get them in field goal range. That same route. Yeah. yeah. The two four, steps out and down the middle. The four verts on Matt in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh you brought up the, you know, he throws into double coverage to Devante over the top. There's a real possibility he just doesn't see that. Right. So that's the part that nobody looks at. Everybody looks at the tape, yeah. watches it four times and says, oh, that guy's open right there. Oh, my God, I can't believe he's open. He's open and he's missing. Right. And he should be looking in that general direction. But the human element to, of that is, is that you might not be considering that player at all if you think the safety's staying down. And if you think the safety's staying down, that's why you're throwing it over the top there. And you're. Like you just missed it. You and to pretend that Rogers isn't human like the rest of us and doesn't make mistakes is silly. And I think 
obviously that's a mistake. And to pretend that he makes more mistakes than whoever we're going to replace him with, I think is pretty silly. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league to ever like play mistake free. Right. Mm. And I shouldn't say mistake free, but with limiting the mistakes as much as possible. And yeah. And just like dropping dimes, like, yeah, he's got great accuracy and he doesn't make mistakes. I would say that over the last four or five years, he probably makes less mistakes than even like a Brady. Yeah. You know, and Brady's offense is a little bit different. They decide to push the ball and like throw deep way more often. So they're accepting those mistakes. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't allow that to be a big piece of what's going on. Yeah. And maybe LeFleur doesn't want that to be a piece of what's going on. Either. I'm not sure. But yeah. And I don't go back mistakes. and look at like the all 22. I go back and look. At like the the game as shown on TV, so yeah, I don't know what the decision making was. Like, I don't have the insight on like, oh yeah, there was a seventy percent chance. Like, I don't have all that. Like, just watching the game, I don't know. That's that's the big one that got pointed out. Um, I think, like I said earlier, the weather kind of neutralized the passing game. Riley said earlier, AJ Dillon gets hurt in the second half. And I just think it was a bad game for the Packers in general. But if the special teams just doesn't shit their pants like like their Carson Wentz, we're good to go. Like you get another another hack at this, but but we don't. And I don't know. My uh public service announcement. So my PSA is going to be just don't worry about what Rogers is doing until he does it, because it's going to be a wild ride this off season. And you're going to hear, Oh, Rogers was on Pat McAfee. Riley, you, you threw me off today. You're like, did you hear what he said on Pat McAfee? I was like, no, what did he say? You're like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't listen to it. I think that's just where we're at, unfortunately. I feel like we've blown this so over proportion that like anything he says now is just newsworthy and we're expecting him to say something headline grabbing. But yeah, like you said, I just feel like there's no there's no reason to think about what he's gonna do because you're gonna hear you're gonna get traded, he's gonna retire and do jeopardy, he's gonna stay with the Packers, and you just there's no that's what I learned I, this offseason, especially living in Texas. Like th- I've heard so many different stories, like how he's not coming, you know, whatever. And he and ultimately ends up coming back. So I just feel like there's so much movement that's gonna happen on this Packers team that there's more people to look at than just Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I think one episode will because I mean, obviously. Me, I would like them to run this team back at it one more time, maybe add like one more weapon on the offensive side of the ball. Our defense can play as good as it does, but then I know the salary cap thing comes into play and I'm not very well studied on how to dance around the salary cap. 
But it seems like anytime you need to make the salary cap work in your favor, you can make the salary cap work in your favor, is what I've noticed from my football watching. They'd be like, oh, they got 210 million dead cap. Like they can't sign anybody. Then they sign Antonio Brown. Something, you know, I don't know. So uh, I think looking at the salary cap, you can, they can, there's definitely things they can do. So Zadarius and Preston are, would be like 28 million on year 38 that you're right there. And so like Dean Lowry is another piece that is like, he makes like seven and his dead cap is two. There's going to be opportunities to get them over that 38 without, with leaving Aaron Rodgers right the way he is. Right, I just you, you can't sign Devonte with that money, but franchise tag. But but so that, that franchise tag still is going to cost you sixteen million or whatever. Okay, yeah, sure. I, along with what you're saying, Mike, there I feel like there's just or and Pat, um, I just feel like there's too many pieces to resign to enable to run it back. That's important factors. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Zadarius and Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, Cobb, Lowry, Crosby, um, Jair Alexander, Elton Jenkins. I mean, there's more, obviously, but I feel like there's too many key pieces that we have to re-sign in order to run it back. And I, I, I think the team's going to look really different, but I just – NFL salary – and salary cap rules is so weird. So I, I'm sure there's ways they can dance around this stuff, but I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see how different our team looks this year or next year. Cause I remember last summer we had a no big salary cap problem. And I feel like our team looked pretty much for the most part, the same other than, you know, some injury people, you know, uh, Douglas filling in and key players that fill in. But I just feel like, there is a way to do it, but you just need to do it the way Rogers wants to do it for him to come back. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I'm pretty naive to like the salary cap issues, but every time I've seen it in the past, like teams find a way around it somehow, whether it be like push money back, but I think that's what we did. And that's where there's already an issue. And the saints have done it for five years. (laughs) Five, yeah. 10 years, I feel like. Yeah, and we'll we'll have to get a salary cap expert on here to explain it to my dumb brain. But, yeah, like the the NBA and the uh, NFL salary cap, I have no clue, like, how to wiggle around it. But it seems like it's just a whole different game in itself from the NFL is those guys who figure out how to – rework this rework that and get people signed but but i hope i hope what i've been hearing about the salary cap is like that's that's the problem but i think aaron Rodgers' best chance to win a super bowl is in green bay i think you'd almost be kidding yourself if you thought he was going to go to denver and have a better chance playing against Mahomes twice a year like uh i don't know like, well, you got Mahomes and Herbert and Carr. So to pretend that any of those teams are terrible is 
is like not realistic. Yeah. Denver is easily the worst team in that division. And it just, I don't know what other team makes as much sense as the Packers Yeah, for him to go. to. So I think he either retires or keeps playing. I think he stays a Packer or retires. I, it just doesn't make sense for him personally for him to go to a different team unless it's, I, I don't know, like if Brady retires and goes yeah. to the Patriots. Something weird like that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think the first question that you ask him if you're Gutenkunz is you just say, how long do you want to play? Right? And if that answer is like, well, I just want to do like two more years. There's a real possibility that you just decide to move on if that's the case, right? I won. So Bye. I, me personally, I probably just say, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? And is it realistic for us to get it? And it seems like Rogers is plugged in and aware of like what the salary cap issue is. And it seems like at this point in his career, if he really wanted to get shit done, he'd be like, all right, I'm making state farm money. I'm making this money. I'm making that money. Let me give you the the home. I mean, guess it's not his hometown. I guess San Francisco would be his hometown discount. But like, so that's a team that would be significantly better. Oh him. yeah, yep. and and maybe a better opportunity to win the Super Bowl. It just I feel like maybe. it depends on how much Roger signs for. Because like right, you said, if he signs so, for a big contract, it's hard for. And I don't know the 49ers contract situation at all or salary, whatever. But I just feel like if he takes a hometown salary with the Packers, we can maneuver the salary cap, maybe sign a free agent that could a wide receiver, whatever, to help us. But I think I so think we he's earning bonus down the road or something like that. I think that's like 20 million. Okay. Right? Yeah. And like Something I said, like I'd be talking straight out of my ass if if I was saying any sort of anything about it. But so let's, that's true. Yeah. I think so let's pretend boots. that you're gonna trade. What's he worth? Couple first rounders and I'll I'll look up I, I was looking at the same thing. I was looking at a couple trade situations and none of them are you know spot on, but it looked like a couple first rounds and a second or a third, and then like a key piece. I re- I think I remember Denver's again all projected. It was like two first rounders, a second, Jerry Judy, and that offensive guard from Whitewater. So it's it's a pretty. I feel like it's a pretty valuable trade bait or trade piece. But I just I don't know why you'd want to get rid of him. Yeah. Just, and I'd be kidding if I said I knew anything. I would take, I would take like the Ricky Williams deal. I'd want your whole draft and then your next year's first pick. I think, I think to and go along though, pieces. this I heard year, a very I mean, interesting take that if you could just take the next 10 years, so you take somebody for the next 10 years, right? Trade with a team, say you trade with the Broncos. And over the next 10 years, at any point, like three of those uh, first-round picks could be switched or one of them, right? So you get two first-round picks, and then over the next 10 years, we can switch any first-round pick. So say we finish 28th, and 
they finish fifth in the draft order, we could take their fifth or their fifth overall pick. But I've never yeah. seen that done. It was just somebody's idea. I think I that's think. like an NBA thing, like like where it's it's not like protected picks and yeah. stuff. It's not like a for sure pick. It's just a future second round pick, and they yeah. won't specify. I think on the you know glass half full. I think Guntakusk or whatever his last name is um, has earned Rogers' trust with how many like good off season or sorry in season free agency signed. I think he's proved that he will put good players in key positions that will make this team successful. So I think. In terms of like adding talent that Rogers needs, like that not being a thing with the Packers, I think you can kind of push that to the side now. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I'm just down to kick the can to the, to the road. Like I'm I'm willing to deal with the disaster of what the Packers should be. Two years down. Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many <laughs> years in a row are you willing to lose? Are you willing not to make the playoffs to turn into the Bears? I yeah. think it I think it for me at least, is if Rodgers keeps putting up the numbers, MVP numbers, he should be the MVP this year. If he keeps doing those numbers, he might as well keep kicking a year or two. I mean, yeah. I think if he's playing at a high level, he might as well take another year off. But, I mean, the That's year what, he wants, so, he's just not interested. I mean, say it's, sorry, say it's like four years of him playing at this level, I would take off, you know, eight years or something of us being because it's we've gotten lucky over QBs obviously over the past 30 years I just think it we're gonna pay our dues with not having a good quarterback eventually but that's just my opinion but so that's not necessarily what I'm asking right so if you have to move on and we're going to have to at some point. Like, mm-hmm. he's not going to play till he's 50. How many years after that are you comfortable with them losing? Packers Nation is going to be very impatient. So I think, I think you're going to get lots of heat after two years of not making the playoffs. Three years yeah. is going to be unacceptable. Four years is going to be like, we're the Lions. Like, that's how we'll think. And like, yeah, like five years is going to be, I don't know, when's the last time the Packers have made the playoffs for five years in a row. So, so I think for sure the 80s. Yeah. And it might not even be the early 80s, right? Because they were saying they were the cardiac, or uh, Jackie was saying that he was the cardiac pack yeah. in like 87 or something like that, right? Or 89? Yeah, I think his first year they went like 10 and 6. And miss the playoffs. I, I still think you guys are, I mean, looking at this the wrong way. We're going to have to pay our dues with not having a good quarterback. We've had 30 years of not having a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think we need to be able to put up with a couple of years of not having a winning season in order to find that quarterback again. I do yeah. agree that we're going to be really impatient, but I think it's all about what we – It's. It's hard to say. I think it's all about what viewpoint you have on it. So I don't think I'm we're ever comfortable with the Packers becoming the Bengals. So that obviously they're very successful at the moment, but they've been trash for a long time with the Browns, the Lions, 
I'm not comfortable with them being that. If they oh, want no, to be, I agree. If they want to be the 49ers where they were shit for, you know, I don't know, six years in a row, maybe more than that, I'm like, okay, I can deal with that if you're going to change into what the Niners are today. Or if you're going to be, I can't deal with you being the Jets. I can't deal with you being the Buffalo Bills from 2000 until two years ago. I can't, I can't deal with that. Yeah. I can't deal with, and I feel I, like- I'm sure I can. I'll just be pissy about it, right? I don't want to deal with 15 years of terrible football. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's just, again, when Rodgers leave, because it's, it's going to be next few years, it'll be a good indicator on how good of coaching staff, GM, you know, all that we have. Because he's making $33.5 million a year. You're going to be able to put that in different positions to – other than a quarterback, because not many quarterbacks make that right now. I just think it'll be – I think once Rodgers leaves, we're going to have a good indicator on how good of coaching staff, GM we have. I think it's – Oh, he covers up a lot of holes. We see that every time he gets injured. Yeah, yeah. So I think that 10 to 15% of your salary cap going to your quarterback is going to be absolutely good. If you think you have somebody that's even remotely close to a franchise quarterback, a Jared Goff, he's going to take up 10% of your salary cap. And I don't know what Rodgers takes up, like 13 maybe. Mahomes is going to cost you that. Joe Flacco is going to cost you that after you win a Super Bowl with him. Uh, Jimmy G is going to cost you that. Anybody you think is even remotely close to being a franchise guy, a guy that's going to start for you for five or six years, is going to cost you 10% of your salary cap. That number isn't going to change that much for the quarterback position. If you think they're okay, you're not going to have a ton of money to dump into other places. Aaron Rodgers' deal is not ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple guys that are paid more than that. I think it's all based on when you sign the deal. Because there's always yep. – there's always it's just – it's all about timing. Rodgers has signed this deal – couple years ago i mean what three or four or yeah. five years ago so there kirk cousin gets paid more than him but i think it's just allocating the money correctly for us to you know move on right because if we put all of our money into a veteran quarterback that like you said jared goff that won't do anything for us there's no point i just i think we got to get lucky in the draft we have to allocate that money around so I'm actually very comfortable with the fact that I think Jordan Love is that guy. I think that he's fine, that he can be the franchise quarterback. I don't think that it's written in stone that he can't be. I'm not guaranteeing that he will be, yeah. but I think that he's close. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And that's the same with Rodgers. When he did fill in for Favre, you know, when he got injured for a half or a quarter, he just, he didn't look like that franchise quarterback, but I mean, he actually looked much worse than what I, what I see. Yeah. Yep. What I, from what I I agree. And I think just having a quarterback going from Favre, Rogers learning from Favre and then love learning from Rogers, that little trickle down, it's got to have some positive effect, you know? Yeah. And I don't know about him 
looking better or worse than love. I remember I wasn't happy to move on from, from Favre, but I do recall him coming in versus the Cowboys and just lighting them up where like he looked, he looked like he'd be good, but I didn't remember that when they were replacing Favre. Like that's like hindsight of looking at what he did in one of the games where Favre went down. Yeah. And then like where I got more of a scope of what, what love is doing. Um, my Packers spicy meatball. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Can we go around the circle with this? Cause I feel like we all have one. All right. I want to go. I don't know last. if I do or not. I mean, I probably said it in the last 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll go last because yeah. mine's going to be no, my, you, the no, mic drop. You go well, first. Don't make me start. So. Okay. I might, I might get one off of one of you guys. Here's my spicy meatball. And you guys are going to – it's not the spiciest, but I think we need to move on from those – like the Smith brothers. I feel, I feel like there's defensive players that are getting overpaid. I can look at it. I just I feel yeah, like they they would save us twenty eight million on the cap. Yeah, I feel like there's we have tons of reasons to look, you know, optimistic for this offseason. I think moving on from Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, guys that are injury prone, uh Savage is making probably too much, four million a year. But I feel like if we have a good offseason, there's no reason Rodgers comes back. I don't think that's a spicy meatball. I think that's, you know, pretty what you should expect. But I just – sorry, that was stupid. Drunk rambling. Cut that. <laughs> nothing Nothing that you says gets cut. Or no, say cut. absolutely not. I just – I don't even – So I'm I looking think at that the that... salaries now and, like, all of them are offensive players. So I was like <laughs> – <laughs> an idiot, but no, so I think that both Z and Preston, there's no reason to bring them back. I think that that's a fine take. Um, I shouldn't say there's no reason to bring them. The reason to bring them back would be that they are good players, that they're effective defensive players, but they're paid Injury like they're the problem. best pass rushers on the team, and they're not right. Yeah. So, Zadari Smith's getting paid. An average of sixteen point five, and Preston's getting paid thirteen million a year. Which, for I mean, yes, they're good players, but are they? You know, the top, they're the top four and five paid players on the team. Are they really worth that? I don't think so. So Rashawn Gary's pretty easily the best pass rusher. Oh yeah. After this year, he yeah. he's taken a big step up, which is great. I don't know what like if uh, merciless is like if that's a possibility to keep him around, but he was cut this year, so maybe. And if you can put Gary and merciless on there, and then a rookie to spell him, you might be okay. Gary's uh, Gary still has a year on his contract. He's through twenty twenty four. Yeah, and his contract's reasonable. Young yeah, three million player. a year, four million a year. So. And he, I think he's from the Michigan. So he might not like be opposed to staying in the Green Bay. You know what I mean? He he might be fine. Um, yeah. Rasul Douglas was quoted in saying that he would, I think Sunday or Monday, that he would stay for Green Bay for a little it would extra be, or it whatever. Would be, it would be reasonable or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's not, 
He's not so, looking for that's contagious to where a lot of these contract year players are willing to sign for reasonable amounts. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that take. I think that like that's fine. Um my spicy meatball when it comes to the Packers is I don't think you can blame Aaron Rodgers for the loss. I think that did he play well? No. But I don't think you can blame him. And I mean, I've been saying this for probably 10 years, but people who want to replace him, you just can't. Yeah. Like it is impossible to replace him. And if you say, well, we could go get Mahomes or we could go get Josh Allen or we could go get Tom Brady or we could go get Justin Herbert. No, you can't. Those teams are never going to give them up because they know that he's not replaceable. And if you, want to go out and replace him with someone who's mediocre, your team more than likely will become mediocre. Over, yeah. Even if you could keep Devante. So Devante being a number one wide receiver and having nobody who is a guaranteed number two or a 1A, it, that's not special. There are, what, 15, I shouldn't say 15, there are probably like six or seven teams that have one and one A wide receivers, a la the Vikings with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, or Seattle with Metcalf and Lockett. Shit, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have three of them, or did, I guess, until Brown decided to run off the field and do his his thing. But yeah, yeah I think you get Rodgers one more very good weapon like whether it be I, I don't know who's coming out in the draft but like a, a dangerous receiving tight end I think would be great but my spicy meatball is Rodgers is coming back and he's gonna win the next two Super Bowls boom was uh, that a is that like a why do you say something that's so standard yeah, yeah like I mean, that that's what I expect yeah so Here's a here's a spicy meatball. Doesn't matter if Rodgers comes back. Packers win the next four or five. There we go. <laughs> Optimism. Riley just rolls his eyes at me. You're fucking moron. Yeah. No, it's gonna be tough sledding winning Super Bowls with yeah with, uh, Allen and Mahomes and Herbert. Yeah, whatever. All right, we're moving on. We we just crushed everyone with Packers stuff that was probably reiterated to them earlier in the week. So we are moving on to the Rumpel fantasy, uh, banging on the drum fantasy expert that would kill his secretary and fart on an auditor. Omar crushed the fantasy competition this last weekend. And we'll be meeting Mike at Hardy's in Oakdale for breakfast. Omar scored 219 points with the next closest competitor being Kelly, nearly 60 points behind him. Uh, nice work, Omar. Play the banging on the drum fantasy competition on DraftKings. And if you get a perfect team, Mike will stir your old fashioned in the Hardy's parking lot in Oakdale. The Rumpel's Fantasy Challenge is brought to you by Hardy's in Oakdale. And Magic Mike serving up old fashions for over 20 years. 
Over 20 years. Wow. I guess that's not like that ridiculous. That would only be from the time I was 15. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, did you have a fantasy team ready to rock? Or you got Yeah, I got to pull it up here. Um, I do want to give a shout out to uh, my beautiful bride, uh, Kelly. She uh, That was her first ever fantasy team. I'm I'm excited about it because I'm just going to try to rope her into playing fantasy football here <laughs> next season. So her having a little bit of success was fucking perfect. So that was yeah, that was cool to see. I didn't know yeah, who she, it was at first until maybe you tweeted out something or texted me something. I can't I couldn't remember, but I definitely like, oh, tweeted hey, out God. that she was like rooting for people to fail at their jobs so that she could get more points, and uh, she was like yelling at the TV. Which, like, I like how invested she was in this free contest. She yeah. really wanted that Sundra. Hell yeah! Who doesn't? That's that's why this thing's been such a success. So, I don't know how we want to do this now because it's not so much advice. I don't know. It seems like it's pretty obviously. You got four teams to pick their players from, but if you want to roll out what your team's going to be this week. Riley, I don't know if you got a team ready. I didn't. I just made sure it was working, so I won't have a team. I threw it out there just because last week, because Omar was was giving you guys pointers that you should have apparently listened to because he smoked you. I do not have a team right now, but I can certainly make one and tweet it out before this weekend. Um, yeah. No, don't I worry about it. second and fifth place, so – Maybe you want to listen to me. I'm due. I'm due. Um, so, yeah, Riley will tweet his out later. Uh, no big deal if not, because I see how it's kind of like incognito on this stuff. But but Mike's going to let you cheat off his cheat sheet. Who yep. you got, Mike? Well, so I'm going to put out the perfect team. That way I don't have to give out no hand jobs. You know how it goes. Yeah, unless yeah. someone copies you. If they copy me, they don't give a hand job. That's just cheap. But what would you guys do that thing where you kind of like share with each other? Like they get you, you get them. Sure. So I've never done the sharing. Explain it to me again, Pat, how you do it. So you put your feet palm to palm with each other. And then you, one of you guys both lean to the right and lean over. And then and yeah. you've done that a fair number, huh? A couple times. But then whoever loses has to buy breakfast. No, all right. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So, all right. I got Joey Burrows at quarterback. Cam Akers. Uh, I think it's Jarek McKinnon. Yep. Jarek. Uh, Odell, Modell, Holiday Inn. Jamar Chase, double points. Ooh, double points. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Uzoma, Travis Kelsey, and the Rams. And the Rams. All right. That will end our Rumple Fantasy Minute. Uh, but join oh, the competition. So I do, I do want to say something quick. That will leave you with $1,400 left on your books. So you could even upgrade from there. Yeah, you could wiggle a little. Um, did this a little out of order. So we're going to roll two bucks in 60 seconds if Riley's prepared. And then we're going to leave leave you guys from there. Yes. Oh, man. 
what a week we're waiting for this. Um, we played two really good teams in the Chicago Bulls and Memphis Grizzlies and then played the Sacramento Kings, who aren't that good. But we went 3-0 this week. Um, I think, I don't know, past, what, two or three episodes, we've been going 1-2 and two or 2-1, two and one, losing to teams we shouldn't be losing. Hopefully this is a step in the right direction. I think the biggest story um, that happened is Grayson Allen. Um, I don't know. It was a fast break with a Chicago Bulls player, Alex Caruso. Kind of got – you have to watch it for yourself. I don't really know how to explain it, but it was a breakaway. Um, Grayson Allen kind of pulled him down, and he, Alex Caruso ended up fracturing his wrist or hand or something. Um, Grayson Allen ended up getting a one-game suspension. Uh, if you're a Wisconsin Badgers fan, you're probably used to Grayson Allen's name being brought up in dirty plays. I don't think this is anything to get concerned about. He's been a pretty clean player, and this has been argued if it's worth the suspension or not. you got to watch it for yourself. But, um, yeah, pretty good week for the Milwaukee Bucks. Upcoming, we have – we're at Cleveland, home to the Knicks, Nuggets, and Wizards. Should win two or three, maybe all four of those games. Nuggets are a good team. Knicks are above average team, but we should definitely beat Cleveland and uh, uh, the Wizards. So should be another pretty good week for the Bucks. For you people living out of the market, Friday night is going to be the night uh, you get your game on ESPN and then Tuesday as well with Washington, but yeah, we'll probably actually have that one done before we record the episode, but yeah, no, I was out of the loop. I just pulled up some bucks news and seen the Grayson Allen thing. So I'm definitely going to be more plugged into the bucks as well. So Riley's still going to be running this segment, but maybe we'll have some, a little more interaction with that. I think something we should touch on. You mentioned it earlier. Um, I know we're primarily Wisconsin Badgers, but Marquette Golden Eagles, look out for them. They're looking dangerous. Finally ranked again. I think they're – I'll pull up the record, but they're they're a very good team, and you should look forward to them in the tournament. Uh, I think they deserve some recognition. Yeah. So no, I, did get, I did get a text from uh, a big Marquette fan, uh, said they were number two in the country. Mm-hmm. And first quadrant wins or something like that. Yep, yep. I think and both so, them and Wisconsin were ranked pretty highly, but yeah, Marquette was up there. Yeah, so I I know that that's a big piece of it, and the Shaka Smarts kind of changed the way they're way they're functioning in over there in Milwaukee, and so that's that's big time. Heck yeah! So we got lots of good basketball to look forward to. Um, who are they playing? Villanova. I plugged into a little bit of that game uh, before some of the football Yeah, they just games. played them on Sunday, right? It was, yeah, it was, it was Xavier Sunday, Xavier, Villanova the game before that. So two very two games they won and two obviously very high-quality ones. Yeah. And they play Villanova again uh, next Wednesday. Nice, nice. Okay. And that will do it for our Wisconsin Minute. Uh, with the Packers season come to an end, the Wisconsin Minute. Get, get ready for Wisconsin basketball 
Bucks basketball. We'll throw some Marquette basketball in there. Mike and I are actually wearing Marquette stuff today. Can I throw one more thing in there? Yes, you can throw as many. Very, very small chance we get Oklahoma's QB. Was it Caleb Williams to the Wisconsin Badgers football team? That'd be cool. I don't think. What? No, so that's like their like fourth string guy or what? So Spencer Rattler's their number one. Then the guy that's staying is their right. So Spencer Rattler was the like the number one transfer out of Oklahoma. And then there's a guy staying there. So this would have been like their third string guy. He is he was a very highly touted uh recruit. He was seventh in the nation, number two QB in the 2021 class. So he's he's a young player with tons of potential. He's uh, according to 24-7 sports, he's the 102nd all-time recruit in high school history. But, I mean, he's a young player. Uh, I think we learned with Graham Mertz so we shouldn't rely on stars of recruitments, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm not trying that. to, like, poo-poo him. Both those guys at Oklahoma are elite-level quarterbacks, Rattler, and I'm not sure who the other guy is, who yeah. starts for him. I'm just kind of wondering where he falls. In that. I'd be fine if the Badgers just tried to steal Ohio State's third guy every every year. So yeah. <laughs> that would have been that would have ended up you up with Joe Burrows. By the way, I love how you add the S to Burrows. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Sorry, um, yeah, <laughs> Burrows. 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 All right. Like always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, go to Journey on Boutique. Get get your uh, your partner something or or yourself something, and then wait. That's one thing. Valentine's Day really is coming up, so if if you need to do something, get your reservations now. I got my reservations this week. I already got it figured out. I got a game plan. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate all the support. What do you guys got? Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Keep doing the downloads. Keep listening. If you steal going what you're here, what's that? Keep stealing people's phones. Keep stealing people's phone, downloading for other people. That was probably the biggest thing you could have done for us. In all honesty, if you like it, tell somebody about it. We know that we're just getting started and things are kind of rolling. But if you enjoy it, let somebody know. Have them download it. Just give it a listen. What's the harm? Riley, you got anything? Nothing too important, but with the Packers season being done, I think there's tons to look forward to with the Brewers season, Badgers in March Madness, Marquette in March Madness. So keep listening. I think there's going to be – I was talking to Pat. I have someone coming on to talk about March Madness. Hopefully we have some interesting interviews, and if you guys have something you want to talk about, just let us know. Yeah, yeah, and we can figure that out. I. I have some fun ideas to do, so we'll get through. We're going to be coming out once a week. There ain't no stopping us. Thanks for listening. Better stuff to come in the future as well, so keep listening. And I got to make a new intro song because all those suckers that doubted the Packers were validated on Saturday. No, fuck that. They can still eat our shorts. All right. They're still going to be eating our shorts. Uh, next two Super Bowls are ours. So if you doubt them this year, 
Next four. Next four. Four. Yeah. All right. So all you suckers that doubt the Packers in the future, you can eat our shorts. Well, we weren't done when we thought we were done. Um, we forgot to do the sun drop challenge picks for this week because um, I skipped to the Wisconsin minute right after the Packer game. Uh, so we're going to roll through our picks real quick, starting with Mike. Uh, we first game, Bengals at the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are minus seven at home. Who you got, Mike? I got the Chiefs. All right. I Michael think those Chiefs. So I should think about this because, nope, I'm going to take the Bengals with a backdoor cover. Backdoor cover. Okay. Oh. They're covering light. Yeah. Right. Who you got? I think the Bengals are running out of magic. I have the Chiefs minus seven. Chiefs minus seven. So I can't gain money either way I go. So I'm going to bet with my heart, and I'm going to bet with the Bengals. And I think they're just going to keep it cl- eh, I don't really think they're going to keep it close. I think the Chiefs are just going to whoop the shit out of them. But last week I ran into the problem is I wanted the Bills to beat the Chiefs, but I had the Chiefs, so I found myself rooting for the Chiefs. So I'm just going to bet on the team I want to win this week. That's what I'm doing in both games. Next game we have is 49ers at Rams. Rams are minus three and a half. And I want the Rams in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to take the Rams minus three and a half. I will also take the Rams minus three and a half. I think it's obviously hard to beat a team three times in the year. I think the Rams solidified themselves. Oh, yeah. I was going to have that. Uh, And you guys are going to have to look out for this graphic. It's pretty sweet. I made a good one this week. Good work, Pat. Uh, Let's see. You guys both took the Rams? Yep. Triple stamp it. Nah, fuck that shit. I'm taking the Niners. And that way, you gonna if they win, I'll get bing bongs. And if they lose, I'll be happy. I think you can beat me if you go 2 0 this week. You That's what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mike would swing the pendulum. As long as I'm not shotgunning sun drops. Wait, so are they the dogs? Niners are the dogs? Yeah. Yes. Fuck it. Double dogging. Uh-oh. Right. Mike can put himself in position to win. I can. I'm just shooting for second place. So, but I think that if uh, I lose, I got three of them. No. Well, we'll so could you we'll... go over the rules again for that? For so, me and the people so... that don't know. Basically, oh yeah, that's a good, good point. So uh, I should have done that better off the bat. Uh, the Sun Drop Challenge, so is going week to week. So I lost the first week. So I had a Sun Drop, two shotgun, but then Mike lost the second week. So Mike now has a Sun Drop to shotgun, but they're going to cancel out. So right now. The sun drops are ch- are canceled. You so, so as you, long as I get one, nobody has to. But if one of you two get one, like say you are the lowest score, you have to sun drop. Or if Mike has the lowest score, he has to do the sun so drop. So right right now we're sitting at I have to shotgun it. 
because I'm sitting at negative 260 bing bongs and Mike's at negative 240. So the tiebreakers in play right now, and I would be shotgunning the sun drop. Um, okay. So if next week, yeah, we'll we'll just see. We'll play it out. Anyways, whoever loses is shotgunning a sun drop right now. I'm in the shotgunning a one sun drop right now, but Mike is very close to be shotgunning a sun drop. So I'm hoping he's very wrong. And now I'm cheering for the Rams even harder than I would be because that'll that will lock my Mike into shotgunning a sun drop. So you guys are like okay with the Rams. Going to the Super Bowl, too? If your team loses in the playoffs, I think you're going to be salty to whoever goes. But I feel like I have Stafford would be – I have a soft spot for him. I think it would be cool for him to get at least in the Super Bowl appearance. <laughs> I hate I, that fucking guy. Yeah. I don't well, really care. I kind of want the Bengals to win it all. Bengals, I feel like, are America's team this year. <laughs> but I definitely don't want to see the Chiefs win it. And for some reason, I really don't want the 49ers to win it. And maybe it is because of past history, but I don't think it even is that. So so once the Packers lost, I wanted to see the Bills win it so bad. Like, they were the team that I wanted very badly. Yeah. And they had a wild exit. All right, those are our picks. I'm going to see how I throw these into the episode. Thank you for listening.